Alright, we're going to be studying our church covenant this morning. The second paragraph where it is to promote its, meaning the church, to promote its prosperity and spirituality. And in, in reality, it really reads, We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to promote its prosperity and spirituality. Every, every sentence here really begins with, We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit. And so if you would, turn in your, the, in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 2. The book of Acts, chapter 2. And this is the <clears throat> church at Jerusalem. This was the one the Lord established during His earthly ministry. And He told them to wait at Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high. That happened on the day of Pentecost. And they had been preaching the Word of God. And again... As I said, they had received the Holy Spirit, and uh, contrary to Pentecostalism and a whole bunch of others, uh, there isn't a, a pouring out of the Holy Spirit anymore. Amen. But I want you to look here in verse 41. It states, Acts 2, verse 41, Then they that gladly received His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And the hymn that was just sung goes real well with this lesson. And this is what we've covenanted to do. We have entered into covenant with one another that by the aid of the Holy Spirit we're going to promote this church, the Bible Baptist Church, Plant City, its prosperity and its spirituality. And really, as you see here in these verses, these two things go together. And I want to look here. When we perform our duties to our church, it will promote... Many things. The word promote means to advance further. 
It'll advance further many things. You know, when you talk ill about the church you go to, or you slide it, you know, oh, we're just a little church, or, you know, well, we're just, we just got a few members, or whatever. That's not promoting it, is it? When we perform our duties to our church, many things will be promoted. The right things will be promoted. And it will cause the advancement of this church. And members ought to thank God for a church that believes the truth and doesn't forget her members. You look here and you see this church was one that was concerned with their membership. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine of fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And I believe that this breaking of bread dealt with the fellowship. I don't necessarily believe that it had to deal with the Lord's Supper. I know some do, but I don't believe it had to do with the Lord's Supper. I believe this was the breaking of bread as in the Word of God, but also the physical bread that they shared with one another. Then he goes on further. Verse 44, And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. So they sought to advance further and when they did this, notice that there was concern about the other members of that church. Amen. There are some churches that, uh, and so-called churches, once somebody's saved, it's almost as if they don't care about them anymore. I just want to talk about how many were saved X amount of Sundays. Now I want to note some things here this morning. First of all, I want to note we have engaged to promote its prosperity. To promote its prosperity. And by prosperity, we mean to grow or increase. That is that our church might grow and increase in number. Such as is stated here, that the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. We would all desire that the Lord would add unto this church. Well, we engage to promote its prosperity. Well, I want to look at something first before we get into that, but turn over to Psalm 73. Psalm 73 we want the right kind of prosperity. You know, we want it where the Lord's adding to the church. We don't want just people, names on a church roll. We want the Lord to add them. And I want you to look here in Psalm 73 and in verse 3, Asaph, one of his, and I want you to notice what he... And let's back up to verse uh, 1 as, and get verse 1 and 2 in. He said, Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are 
of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish. Well, who does God say the foolish are? He said, those that deny His existence are fools, that say there is no God. But He says, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So, there is a prosperity that is not of God. And you and I have to be careful that we, like Asaph, thankfully it says, my steps had well nigh slipped. It doesn't, and it says my feet were almost gone. It doesn't say they were gone or that he had slipped. God had kept him. But we have to be very careful that when we think about prosperity that we don't look at the wicked and envy and desire their prosperity. Because that is a prosperity or a growth or increase that does not please the Lord. That does not glorify God. And we can have it very easily but it wouldn't be edifying unto the church and it wouldn't be glorifying to God. We ought to desire prosperity but not at the, to the extent of departing from thus saith the Lord. <clears throat> Turn if you would to 1 Chronicles here in the Old Testament. 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Here David was desirous to build a house for the Lord and, and the Lord told him no. He said, your son Solomon is going to build it. And so David here, he calls Solomon to him and he, he begins to speak to him and he charges him. And I'd like to start at verse 11. 1 Chronicles chapter 22. You know, how is it that we're going to have the right kind of growth or increase? Well, we had two members added to the church back in at, at December. And how did that happen? We maintain the truth here. That's how it happened. And we've had some ad, one added since then. How'd that happen? Oh, preaching the whole counsel of God. Look here what is said in 1 Chronicles 22, verse 11. Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he has said of thee. Now remember... The 127th Psalm, except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Well, what did David say to Solomon? The Lord build it. The Lord make you prosperous. Verse 12. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of 
of the Lord thy God, then shalt thou prosper. When are you going to prosper? When you keep the law of the Lord. If thou, verse 13, then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. When are you going to prosper? When will this church prosper? When in your life have you prospered? When you followed what God's Word said. Verse 13, Then shalt thou prosper if thou take heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. That's when you'll prosper. That's when this church will prosper. Turn over, if you would, to Joshua chapter 1. I want to read here because it shows the, the fact that things haven't changed. Notice here what is said unto Joshua. Joshua 1, verse 1. Again, we're looking at the prosperity of the Lord's church. And we're looking at the principle of prosperity. There's the prosperity of the wicked. And there's a lot of churches of the Lord that have departed from the faith and gone after that. And it's still happening. But there's the true kind of prosperity and that only comes by following what God's Word says. You know, if we departed from the Word of God, would you really have any confidence in the salvation of your children or grandchildren? If we had departed from the Word? No. How could you? If we start preaching another gospel, if we started uh, 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 doing other things contrary to the Word of God, could you really have any confidence in that salvation? Boy, I'd be wondering. In fact, I'd be wondering about our salvation. Joshua 1 verse 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites under the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land 
which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Now verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So that's, that's how you get prosperity. Amen. Well, we have to promote that kind of prosperity. We have to advance that further. And we'll prosper when folks are saved and baptized and taught the Word of God and when they receive its teachings. That's how we'll prosper. Well, we have to promote it. We have to speak highly of it. We have to advance it further. You know, the, 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 there's times when we don't promote the Lord's church. One of the ways we don't promote it is when we don't live like we should. Another is when we speak ill of it. Another is when you speak ill of the Lord. But we as every member is to promote it. I can't miss services. I got to be there. Well, we're having this or we're doing that. Well, you go on and do that. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. I can't miss it. Amen. We're having a meeting. Or we're having regular services. You need to come. It's the greatest thing in the world to be there in the presence of the Lord. Hear the Word of God preached and declared to promote the Lord's church. To promote Christ. This church at Antioch, if you'll turn back to Acts chapter 2, this church at Antioch had several things happening that brought about its prosperity. I'd like you to notice verse 42. Some of the things they had was they were praying. You read that in verse 42, right at the end, in prayers. Another thing that we know, they were a praising church. This church exalted the Lord. Verse 47, praising God. We also know that it was a going church. See, we're not going to have any prosperity, growth, or increase if we don't go. Now, I'd like you to notice as well 
one of the characteristics of their praying, their praising, and their going was verse 42, and they continued steadfastly. This wasn't a one-time thing. This was something that they continued to pray for. You know, it's kind of like the Lord taught about that importunate uh, praying with that woman that came and, and kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. You know, the Bible tells us that the fields are white on the harvest and we're to pray for laborers. Are we praying for laborers? Or have we left that off? I know that there's multiple churches as well without pastors. Uh, we complain about a lack of ministers. Are we praying to that end as well? Then are we praying that the Lord will save uh, those that are on our hearts? I mean, I mean, really praying. Really pouring out. Crying out unto Him. And then are we going to them? See, it's not enough just to pray to them. We've got to then go and preach the Word unto them. That's what these did. In fact, I believe in verse 46, it says, And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. I think they went house to house preaching the Word of God. Well, this is what needs to be done in order for us to prosper. You see, prosperity... There are many churches that weren't well off in a lot of ways, but they prospered. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Here's the churches of Macedonia. And... The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Corinth about them. And he tells about how that, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. But I want you to notice here what he tells us they did have a lot of. And that was, they had a lot of, a lot of joy. Look in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, not just, they weren't just poor, they had deep poverty. You know, it's like the opposite of deep pockets. They had deep poverty. Abounded unto the riches of their liberality. That is to say, they gave freely. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun 
so He would also finish in you the same grace also. So God poured out grace upon them that they gave liberally and they prayed the apostle to take it because he would have, Paul would have said, no, no, y'all are, I know your situation, you don't have anything. Y'all keep it. But they prayed he'd take it and they did it joyfully. Boy, they had some growth. They had the right kind of growth, didn't they? And so this is, this is one of the things that we have covenanted, we've agreed to do to promote and advance this church in prosperity and growth, to increase it. So we've all agreed together with one another that we're going to advance or promote the growth of this church. Well, again, how do we do that? We need to be a praying church. We need to be a praising church and we need to be a going church. Well, let's look secondly this morning that we have agreed and covenanted with aid and help of the Holy Spirit to promote the Bible Baptist Church's spirituality. Spirituality. We don't need the aid or help of the Holy Spirit to promote its carnality. We can do that all on our own. And I'm sure we've all, at one time or another, contributed to the carnality of a church that we've been a member to. I've known people who've looked at churches that were big, and said, oh, they must be so spiritual. I've seen churches and people and churches that had a lot of activity and people said, oh, they, they, they're so spiritual. That's not what makes you spiritual. I've seen people cry in the services and it didn't mean they were spiritual either. Look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to read here a few verses. The church at Corinth had a lot of problems and they all stemmed from being carnal. That is, they were fleshly. You know, the, the Lord once told Simon Peter, he says, you are after, you're not after the things of God. You're after the things of this world. And a lot of times that happens, doesn't it? We don't even know it. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal or fleshly. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? 
this church here, it, this really shows us what hinders spirituality. They were, had contentions, they were envying, they had strife, they had divisions over preachers. They were contentious over these things. And as far as I can tell, Paul, Apollos, and you get down and even he mentions Peter in another place, guess what? They all preach the same things. Isn't that amazing? They also had unrebuked fornication happening in the church. It wasn't secretive. They knew all about it and they didn't do anything. It's one thing, you know, you don't know about it and it's happening. You know, you can't really discipline something you don't know is going on, but here they knew about it and they were boasting that they had it happening in the church. They were defrauding one another. Can you imagine that? To defraud a fellow child of God? Look over in the book of Galatians, chapter 5. <clears throat> now, We've said this time and again, especially during our, our series on love. We're not going to produce this kind of love. Because this love is only produced by the Spirit of God. I'm not going to conjure up, I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start loving uh, my wife today like I should. I'm, not, I'm going to start you know, loving the Lord like I should. You're not going to conjure that. You're not going to uh, muster up enough uh, love to love that way. Man will not produce spiritual things. That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. And in Galatians 5... In verse 22 it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So those are the characteristics, the marks, the fruit of a spiritual church. They're going to have love. Love for the Lord, love for the Word of God, love for the minister, love for one another, love for the truth, love for the lost. They're going to have joy. We read that in Acts chapter 2. We read it in... 2 Corinthians chapter 8 about the churches of Macedonia. They're going to have peace. That's the opposite of strife and contention, isn't it? Going to have long suffering. 
That's where they suffer a long time. That's where you, you if you part of the it's where you put up with one another, so to speak. Like how God has long suffered toward us. And you think about it, people, sometimes people say, well, this, this one, this really offends me. God is so holy He can't even look at sin. And He's long-suffering toward you and me. Well, if we're going to be that kind of long-suffering, it's not going to be... be I'm not going to say, oh, I'm really going to be long-suffering from now on. We ought to promote the church's spirituality. Look in Galatians 6, verse 1. You know, one of us might be overtaken in a fault one day if it hadn't already happened. And we're going to need some spiritual church members to help. Look in Galatians 6, 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. See, it doesn't say ye which are carnal, restore such a one. <laughs> ye that are spiritual. And we can't be spiritual except we obey the Lord's commands. There's so much involved with the spirituality of a church. And a lot of people, they're real fooled by the outward things and they think that those are spiritual. Remember what the Lord said? He said, I don't look on the outward, I look on the inward. Why he told the church there in the book of Revelation chapter 3, the church at Laodicea, they thought they was in real good shape and the Lord said, you got a lot of problems. You got a lot of problems. In fact, you got so many and so much serious problems that I'm on the outside of the church knocking on the door. I won't even come in. And so we are, we are to uh, uh, promote spirituality. We ought to require this among ourselves. Well, how, do you, how are you to become spiritual? You know, how do I promote spirituality? How, do, how, do I, how is it that I do these things? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Turn over to Romans chapter 6.
I'll say this, and this is not in the text, but the first thing is you have to be born again. If you're not born of the Spirit of God, you're not going to have any spirituality. Your spirit's dead. You have to be born again. Regenerated by the power of God. You need to be saved in order to have any spirituality. That's why all these... these I think they're demonically possessed. These guys on TV, you know, the uh, Kenneth Copeland's and all those nut jobs, they're not crazy. They're demon possessed. That is not spirituality. It's a spirit, all right, but it's not the spirit of Christ. But you have to be born again. That's the first thing. And then after that, we have to yield ourselves unto the Spirit of God. And that's a hard thing to do. That is what the Apostle Paul said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And then he did it. It's easy to say, Lord, what will you have me to do? Oh, I'm going to do what I wanted to do anyways. Look here in Romans chapter 6. Really need to read the entire chapter, but I'm not going to. Look at verse look at verse 14. He says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, authority over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield your servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. We have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit's leadership. Well, how do you do that? Well, first of all, there's going to be a lot of prayer. There's going to be a lot of praying. There's going to be a lot of reading of the Word of God. There's certain things that are spiritual. Reading the Bible and praying, that's some of them, isn't it? It's going to be real hard to be spiritual when you're not praying and also reading the Word of God. You might know all the doctrines. You might already know. might get to a chapter. I've read this a hundred times. I'll read it again. 
I can quote this chapter, I'll quote, quote it again. Go over it again. Pray over it again. Lord, what in this, what, what is here for me? But nobody's ever been spiritual and not been in the Word of God and not been in their prayer closets. I mean, you think about the Apostle Paul and after the Lord saved him and he was baptized and somebody was told to go unto him and what did he say? Behold, he prayeth. Behold, he prayeth. And our prayers, you read about some of the prayers written in the New Testament. You read John 17. I tell you, our prayers will become more spiritual. So this is what we're to do. We're to promote. We are to advance further the prosperity and the spirituality of the Bible Baptist Church. And as one individual said, we're either promoting it or we're demoting it. You know, you're either a helper or a hinderer. And so may God help us do so. I pray the Lord will bless His Word. Let's stand.